0: The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. Day how can anything go wrong? Good day of morning till night. Well,
1: good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome, welcome to Antarctica. No, literally, did you see this story yesterday? It was colder in West Virginia, not necessarily here in Wheeling, but colder in West Virginia than it was in Antarctica. That's cold. That's cold. Baby, it is cold outside, whether that song is allowed to be played or not. It is cold outside. Right now, 6 degrees Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 7 degrees at the Highlands. 6 degrees in Elm Grove. And we've been dropping here. Is it still 7? Seven?
2: 7 degrees,
1: Howard. 7 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios at the uh, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 6 degrees feels like. Want to take a guess what the feels like is?
2: Let's go with about, uh, I don't know, maybe 8 below.
1: Close. Close. Negative 9. Oh, right Negative, If you're up at the airport and therefore... That's the only place I can do a feels-like reading. Probably anywhere here in the Ohio
2: Valley, we're in the negative range, it just feels like. And when it gets that cold, don't be an idiot like me. Put some gloves on, because anything you're going to touch, your hand's probably going to stick to. <laughs> hey, did you notice my little chapeau
1: that I wore this morning? I don't know what that means, Howard.
2: Uh, French beret. Oh, yes, your beret. My, yes, yes, very stylish. My, my, sh- well,
1: my uh, daughter-in-law brought it to me from Europe when she oui, was oui. there last time. We oui,
2: wee oui, 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 oui.
1: oui, I, oui, oui, I say. And... Um, You know, my wife and I have this thing every morning because I do the macho, macho man thing. And she says, you know, you need something on your head. You want a toboggan or do you want this hat? I don't want anything on my head. Put something on your head. She stuffed the hat on my head. You know, do not tell her I said this. She's right. She's right. She even said, and I did not do this, and I don't want to give you a bad image, She said, do you want to put on thermal underwear? I don't need thermal. It's not that cold outside. I'm telling you, I stepped outside, just literally stepped outside the house, and that temperature that freezing
2: frigid weather it just went straight through my clothes right to me you know oh she's always right Howard to begin with yes, she I'll is recommend. always right and she's really really right on this now's the time where you have to look at your layers especially if you have a thin pair of jeans it's not going to do it because like you just described that wind is going to go right, right through, through there yeah, yeah so long underwear I would recommend today
1: don't tell her I said that she was probably right. I just hate it when I have to say those words out loud. But uh, I th- think she was right. But uh, did I look? Did I look jaunty with that chapeau on? Uh, you look sharp. Yeah. How about sharp dressed man? You know, I mean, never. I very seldom wear a hat of any kind. Um, Am I shouting this morning? <laughs>
3: I don't don't think so. yeah, All right,
1: I be... need to calm down. I guess. All right, calm down, Bob. Calm down, Bob. Uh, anyways, uh, you heard the temperature. It's going to be mostly sunny today, high up to around 22 degrees. Windchill values as low as 10 to below, which is where we are right about now. There is a wind chill advisory. It stays in effect until around noon today. So we're going to see cold temperatures mixed with high winds, and it's just going to be, again, baby, it's cold outside. Good news is no snow today, None to worry about throughout most of the day. Maybe some snow overnight tonight into tomorrow morning, but right now uh, nothing to worry about out there. Roads are nice, clear. I got a little patches of ice left over from, from yesterday, but no big deal. And uh, very quickly again, I really want to thank you for having alerted me yesterday to, not coming in here because those morning roads I, d- heard from not just you but then later, other people as well. The morning roads were pretty bad.
2: Yeah, that time it was just uh, it was too bad. Again, it was just too bad. So
1: uh, we are up, we are
2: running. Got a lot of
1: stuff to deal with today. A uh, frigid morning, wind chill advisory in effect. Adam will be behind to, give us the forecast. Willie Mayor Glenn Elliott is now a twofer. He's a twofer. He's William Mary Glenn Elliott. He's also now U.S. Senate candidate Glenn Elliott. He put his name on the ballot for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate seat currently being held by Joe Manchin. He is with us later on this morning to discuss that. After 30 years of, I would call them, Bob, almost rubber stamp approvals, wouldn't you say that, for the Super Six? I mean, they really haven't had to fight too hard. They've had some opposition, but Every year it's been pretty much, hey, you guys are doing good. We're going we're gonna to let you stay.
2: I think a couple of years ago somebody put a really tight package together. Maybe it was Parkersburg. And I thought, man, this might not be as easy a decision. But, yeah, Howard, I think Wheeling has just been heads, of, heads above everyone else. But I don't know this about year, this time around. This
1: year it looks like uh, the competition is pretty stiff. So um, Super 6 board member Rick Jones coming by to talk to us about what package they have put together. They presented it in writing to the uh, SSAC already. They will make a formal presentation about that today. And then uh, you asked me a question yesterday, Bob, about when will they, um, when will they rule – when will the SSAC decide – shoot, don't be right in front of me. Anyways, it's going to be about a week or so. They actually have a timetable uh they will listen they they got the presentations last week or two weeks ago whatever written presentations they will hear a formal presentation today they will come to each of the sites and do a site review of all the four different oh so that'll you know, take a little while then proposals yeah then they will gather and make a
2: decision well so. i gotta ask you this howard you know, we have rick uh scheduled a high county schools have canceled now does that mean he gets the day off is he going back home and going to bed now or <laughs> is he, he going to stay at the office
1: well will he be like i did yesterday Will he be broadcasting from home uh when he joins us we'll find out uh, when uh, Rick Jones us a bit later on. Former Youngstown State University president now has asked Governor DeWine to remove the entire board of trustees at Youngstown State University. Get out! He said they made such a blunder in hiring Bill Johnson. Get out of there! We'll talk about that. And Wheeling Council last night discussed a new wrinkle... In the homeless managed camp issue, something I had never heard before. It came up last night. Ben Seidler brought it up at first. And then the other council members go, oh, yeah, Bob Heron said, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's something we haven't heard before. I'll talk about that coming up in a minute or two. And then uh, when the mayor is with us, uh, we probably talk about that a little bit as well. And, of course, the legislative watchdogs are in uh, at 9 this morning. So it's a cold morning this morning. Bundle up wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If You can stay indoors and, you know, just have yourself – Cup of soup or something. Good day day to do that. 7.15 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I mentioned uh, uh, yesterday it was colder in West Virginia than in in Antarctica, according to the National Weather Service. Uh, The average temperature Monday in West – this is Monday, excuse me, not yesterday. The average temperature Monday at the uh, Yeager Airport in Charleston was 21 degrees. And in Antarctica, the average temperature was 30 degrees. Really, so we were colder in the warm season that was their warm season, so well, Howard we're at six now, so we got them we got them beat I'll, when I get a chance during the break, I'm gonna look up Antarctic again and see what see where they are today see where they are today yeah, so you know what Bob uh, how cold is it? how cold is it the temperatures um uh are affecting 150 Americans. 45% of the American population is in the freezer today with chin, wind chill warnings and advisories. How cold is it? According to AccuWeather, noodles, they put a picture of this up. Noodles, frozen, suspended on a fork in midair. You're trying to eat your noodles? Frozen. Right in That's midair. That's cold. That is cold. How cold is it? The National Weather Service shared footage of someone in Flagstaff, Arizona... Tossing boiling water in the air, it went up, poof, and it froze. Yes, it did. (laughs) And it froze. How cold is it? A meteorologist in Lansing, Michigan, was driving to work yesterday when her windshield just cracked. Just too cold. That is cold. That is cold. How cold is it, Howard? In Chicago, people have been posting videos of steam rising off of Lake Michigan, the Chicago River. How cold is it in Portland, Oregon? <laughs> their largest, ooh, this sounds bad. The uh, largest sewage station yeah. is running at half capacity. Why is that? One of their pipes broke. Eee, you gotta clean sewage, that up, eee, ooh, the sewage then spilled into homes all around town in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. How cold is it? It is so cold. That the Chiefs' coach Andy Reid's mustache froze completely during, off during their game against the Dolphins <laughs> in Kansas City, and in that game, bottles of water at the concession stands were immediately freezing when they took them out of the fridge. You know, yeah, won't you like, hey, here the concession stand, won't you like, yeah, I, I really think, give me a bottle of water.
2: Bought some ice.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give you ice instead. It's a, it's, it's a bottle of ice. So uh, just uh, That's just an example of how cold is it across the country uh, today. If you have any how cold is it comments of your own, don't forget the Frio Stack Auction Service text line is open, is available 304-214-1600, or the Frio Stack Auction Service um, phone line 304 304- 232 fifty five seven eighteen eighteen 18 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I mentioned uh, a little interesting wrinkle came up at Wheeling Council last night in this uh, how, uh, homeless camping ban story. I'll share that with you coming up in a minute.
4: Hi, Toppy Kirchhoff with TalkLine on Metro News. When the West Virginia legislative session is underway, there's no better place to be to follow the action than actually at the Capitol. And I'll be there two days each week, Wednesday and Thursday, broadcasting live from the AARP location in the upper rotunda. So keep track of what's happening in West Virginia during this session by listening to TalkLine, weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra. Also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I really can't stay.
4: Baby, it's cold outside.
0: I gotta go away.
4: Baby, it's cold outside.
0: This evening has been.
4: I'm hoping that
1: you dropped in. Baby. Yes, if there's a theme in the morning, it's certainly that, baby. It It is cold outside. Six degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Seven at the Highlands. Six in Elm Grove and seven. Here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios, going to be mostly sunny. We'll hit a high around 22, according to the forecast. We'll check all of that with Adam in a bit. Uh, the wind chill uh, advisory is in effect, and wind chill values could be as low as 10 degrees below zero. It is nine below zero wind chill right now at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 7:20 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Last night, Wheeling City Council uh, they did not have any issue technically in front of them, Bob, about the homeless camp situation, but there were uh, a number of homeless advocates once again before council uh, speaking, encouraging council to put a delay on the enforcement of the camping ban because there is no managed camp. There is nowhere for these folks to go. They can go free shelter overnight, and now some of the places, like Salvation Army, are opening up their doors during the daytime, so there are some places to go, Um, but baby, it's cold outside. And so the the homeless advocates are going. Let's, let's let's put a pause on this for a little while. Council did not did not seem inclined to do that. There was no issue before them to put a pause on it. Nobody seemed to suggest that they ought to put a pause on it. But something interesting was brought up. Within Councilman Ben Seidler brought this up first last night, and then others uh, noted it. And Wheeling City Manager Bob Heron said, yes, that is true. In the ordinance that was passed back in November that essentially made overnight camping illegal in the city of Wheeling, the homeless camping ban, You know, we know that there was a supposed to be a managed camp created, one camp that would have more, more rules and regulations uh, and would be a little bit more tightly controlled than had been in the past, and that would be the only one allowed. And we also know that has not come into effect. But apparently there was subsection E. I think it is. I can't, I can't. Apparently there was an. Ex, there is a part of the ordinance that says the city manager can make exemptions. The city manager can say this particular camp here at the corner of Zuby and Kubik Street can stay even though there is a ban in effect. So, and Bob parents said it is true. I have the ability to make exemptions. this rule. Nobody has asked me for an exemption, but if somebody wants to come to me and say we would like to continue a camp here, Heron has the ability to say, okay, now he pointed out it will be temporary, they're not going to go forever and ever, but he has the ability to say, yes, I will exempt this particular camp from the rules and regulations. Melissa Adams uh, told counsel last night that there are apparently still five, five camps uh with very few people in them, but five camps are still up and running uh in, in the city of Wheeling. Um so there there, there is no there there is no decision to stop the enforcement of the ban. The ban is technically being enforced as of today, but there is an exemption that the that the city manager could put into effect.
2: Don't you think, Howard? That'll go a long way with organization. Whoever comes forward that way, they will be in charge, and you can talk to them about the do's and the don'ts and how long this is going to be extended. Yeah, I would think so.
1: I mean, I I, I my I'm I do not know. I didn't talk to anybody about this last night. I only watched the council meeting. My guess is that some of the council, some of the homeless advocates who were there, heard this and said, "Oh." And Bob Heron was very clear. He said, look, nobody has asked me, so I have not provided any exemptions. But if, if somebody wants to ask me, now he's very clear. He said, I'm not going to necessarily approve every exemption to this rule. But if somebody wants to come and say the particular reason this particular camp ought to be exempt right now, it is something I, he, will consider. And I think if you're one of the homeless advocates, you, uh, this is a pretty reasonable, I don't know if compromise is the right word, but it's a, it's a whole other direction they could go.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I think so because again, it gives you the opportunity to well, exactly how many people are there, uh, that type of thing, and and because I think and what is the
1: camp like? You know, yes. there are I don't know other words to use. There are good camps and there are bad camps, right? Yes. And one of the points that Bob Heron made was we have had trouble with some certain camps, and I'm not going to authorize those camps. The places where we've had trouble in the past, I'm not going to exempt them at all. But if if somebody comes forward, and again, I'm talking out of school here as I do almost every day, (laughs) Uh, if somebody comes forward and says, hey, we have a camp over here and it's, it's not a problem, they follow regulations, blah, 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 and at the moment they have nowhere to go, we would like to request an exemption from the camping ban, at least for the time being, Bob Heron has the ability, he doesn't have to, but he has the ability to say, yes, I will exempt that camp from the camping ban for now.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that was going to work out even better that way, Howard. I was a little surprised. You said Melissa quoted five camps.
1: Five camps are still up. Yes. Okay,
2: we can see the one down by by Kroger. You can see the blue tent there. Yes. Okay, the one in East Wheeling by uh, the 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 dog park. I can never actually see the 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 campsite the the tents or whatever mm-hmm. they're they're living in but that's only two where where do you have any idea
1: where the other ones are the one that was talked about the most because it's on public property and i guess that remember you and i've talked about this if it's on i'm sorry it's on private property if it's on private property this ban i think doesn't take effect the salvation army has a small piece of property around their area which they use for a camp now I, i'm again I'm just I'm guessing we got maybe one or two tents up there I don't know I can't think it's very much they talked about very small but yes yeah, so that is another one the Salvation Army does have a, a a a camp on their private property right now um so that's that's another one um and Bob I wish I if I thought I would have made notes they did talk about where some of the other ones are but five now keep the five camps but but Melissa also said of those five camps, we're probably only talking about 15 individuals that are still uncamped, or whatever the word I want to use is. So five camps are out there, she said, uh, and and she made it clear. Look, she, these numbers can change. The camp can close up to today, and but five camps, 15 people are still out there in the cold, so to speak. Um, but I thought, I thought I was, I thought this was a, a a big step in the right direction. Came to me at least completely out of left field. Ben Silas started talking about this exemption. I'm going, What exemption? What are you talking about? He says, You know, he he pulled the code. I goes, It's a, you know, a subsection C.14 or whatever it is. And he read it out loud. The city manager can make an exemption. Therefore, uh, he could, but the city manager said, You got to, you're going to ask me. Somebody's going to come. He says, Nobody has come to me. You come to me. Tell me that you want this camp in a particular area to be exempt for the time being. I will consider that request. Again, he was very clear, there are certain camps I will not exempt. There are problems that we've had. He, he's referenced multiple times the East Wheeling camp around the Nelson Jordan Center where he said there was a lot of problems, part of what got this whole thing going. But again, I th- you know what I think we're finding? I said this yesterday, Bob. Because we're, because the homeless advocates are now being forced into solving this a little bit better than they have in the past, they're coming up
2: with solutions. They're coming. They're they're coming up with 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 ideas now. But I, I'm a little still a little confused though. Okay, unless you go to City Manager uh, Bob Heron and ask for an extension, this afternoon you're out. Yes. So so a police cruiser could say, pack up, get out of here, right? They so, you, but that that's not going to happen, or is it going to happen?
1: Well, as of today, that could happen. The, the city manager; it's not their intent to go start bulldozing camps down. Um, and I, I believe I have this correct and Bob, if I'm wrong and you're listening, text me or call me or something, but I believe the city manager said, look, what they're going to do is as of I was it, today or tonight or whatever, whenever that deadline ends today, tomorrow, uh, the police will, first of all, go to the camps and say, guys, this camp now is closed. You have, I think the law says yeah, they have to give them four, you have four hours to get out. Uh, then we, we will we will come and remove the camp, uh, dismantle this camp. The
2: biggest problem I'm having, Howard, is just I can't put my head on it. Spending any time at all in that tent, day or night. I mean, how in the hell are they surviving in there? Well, that's,
1: that's that's especially right now.
2: No fire, no no fire to get them warm. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know how you would survive.
1: Yeah. I mean, I the the camp part of it in 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 this in this moment right now, you know today with the t- wind chills and so on. Uh, I, I think the camp is really more just a place to keep their stuff. I, I would assume that most of them still would go to one of the of the uh, free shelters, Life Lifehub, Salvation Army, and so on. Again, we learned yesterday Salvation Army and others are now going to be open during the daytime, so you can go in and stay warm during the daytime with temperatures where they are right now. I would think at the moment the purpose of the camp, the tent, is just a place to put your stuff. I, I, I would think. I, I don't know. I, I would think that's that's the case.
2: And if we ever come up with this building, if Howard and I ever solve this problem, we get all the answers we we've, we've been told. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was a bank of lockers, you know, like the old wheeling uh, swimming oh. wheeling park swimming pool where they had a had a lock and they could put their stuff in there. Wouldn't have to worry right. about
1: it. raising my hand here, sir. Raising my hand if I may speak. Um, the Life Hub is going to do that. The Life Hub is starting now, and it's a good phrase to use. Uh, lockers. I don't think they called it that. The Life Hub is now going to have places there where. The homeless can store possessions, because again, that was one of the big issues. That's a problem. Is you know, okay, you go to the free shelter, you get warm overnight. It's a wonderful thing that we have it, and that people can get in there and get warm. And then you have to get out into the world during the daytime. Now there are some exempt, some op, other opportunities right now, but the issue still is: so you, you know, you're, you're carrying your bag or you got your shopping cart. What do you do? The life hub is going to add some, to use your word, and I like that, lockers. Just like the old, you're right, like the old Willing Park uh, pools thing. You, could, you, you can store your possessions in that locker.
2: And you would have to think, Howard, that these things that they carry with them are just not necessities. These are things that mean a lot to them that were handed down through the years, and, and their only only choices to carry them with them wherever they go. It is a point that was made
1: by, it might have been Dr. Mercer, I'm not sure, one of the homeless advocates made that point. said, you know, a lot of what they carry around are just connections to their past. You know, uh, pictures or or what have you, and and that's what makes it um, you know meaningful to them. Uh, and I'm sure they also have you know they carry their blankets and their pillows or whatever. But anyways, I'm glad you said that because I forgot to bring that up. the The life hub is going to start having a, a a place where you could, they could store their possessions. So I, you know, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, I think we're finding solutions to this problems. I understand where the homeless advocates are worried. Still, that people are being today, tomorrow, are going to be, you know, thrown out of their their area. But I think it it looks like it looks to me like everybody is finally beginning to work together to fix this problem.
2: I think you're exactly right, Howard. I, I believe that it's obvious progress has been made. Uh, off the Frio Stack Auction Service text
1: line, shouldn't this be the role of the homeless liaison? to interact with the administration on such matters rather than bob heron well the the ordinance as i understand it gives the power to bob heron not to the homeless liaison but um, but i hear I hear what you're saying on the text line. Uh, Frio Stack ox service text line is open and is available 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Now, if I have given bad information, I don't believe I have, but it'll get corrected later on this morning. William Glenn Elliott coming in with this. I-, I am here primarily to talk about his decision to run for the uh, U.S. Senate seat currently being held by Joe Manchin, running for the Democratic nomination for that. But I also want to talk to him about the homeless uh, story as well. So that's coming up uh, in the next hour of the show. 733 Twenty-seven till the hour. Slider is there. I'm right here. You are wherever you may be. Hope you're staying warm this morning because it's cold outside. 6 at the airport, 7 at the Highlands, 6 in Elm Grove, 7 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios.
5: Good Wednesday morning everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 17th. There's no day like a snow day, and we're seeing several delays and cancellations for today. Ohio County school officials always prioritize student safety when making decisions on whether schools should close due to weather concerns. David Crumb, Administrator of Operations for Ohio County Schools, says it's not just the snow that families have to worry about. Frigid temperatures and other factors can also lead to a potential closure. For students who are in need of weather-appropriate clothing, please contact Ohio County Schools for more details. And all new this morning, emergency crews responded to a structure fire last night. It was located on Berkshire Drive in Chester. The structure was fully involved. Multiple fire departments and tankers were on the scene, including Chester and New Cumberland. Details are still limited this morning, so be sure to stay with 7news and WTRF.com for updates. And we also have an update on the investigation following a railroad worker dying in Jewett, Ohio. A spokesperson for the Columbus and Ohio River Railroad confirmed to 7 News that one of their employees died. Now, the National Transportation Safety Board's statement on the matter is that they will collect information surrounding the event, interview witnesses, and examine worker safety policies at the site. A preliminary report will also be available within 30 days. Stay with 7 News for additional updates. Last week, Senator Shelley Moore Capito penned a letter to U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg advocating for funds to replace the Market Street Bridge. The bridge was shut down to traffic the previous month due to an unsuccessful routine safety check. Senator Capito expressed her endorsement for the federal funding application via the bridge investment program. She further stated that sanctioning this grant would facilitate the complete construction of a vital bridge located along the Ohio River in Brooke County. Stay with 7 News as that continues. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
1: Save big money on your bathroom upgrade at
4: Menards. Homeworks creates thoughtfully designed bath fans that will align perfectly with your style. A modern smart pen bath fan with humidity sensing, a dimmable LED light, and a dual color night light is the perfect addition for your bathroom. The motion sensor automatically chooses which light should activate based on ambient lighting. It's on sale for one twenty nine ninety nine. Hurry in, prices good through January twenty first. Now at Menards. Save- WHAT OUR CHILDREN BELIEVE IS JUST AS IMPORTANT AS WHAT THEY KNOW. IN THE CATHOLIC SCHOOLS OF OHIO AND MARSHALL COUNTIES, WE BELIEVE FAITH, KNOWLEDGE, DISCIPLINE AND MORALS ARE MORE THAN JUST WORDS. THEY ARE SOMETHING UNIQUE THAT WE PRACTICE IN OUR CLASSROOMS EVERY DAY. WE CHALLENGE OUR STUDENTS, NOT ONLY ACADEMICALLY, BUT IN A WAY THAT ENABLES THEM TO GROW INTO PRODUCTIVE, FAITH-FILLED ADULTS, AN EXPERIENCE YOU CAN ONLY FIND IN A CATHOLIC SCHOOL. TO FIND OUT MORE, CALL A CATHOLIC SCHOOL NEAR YOU. Hi, Toppy Kirchhoff, TalkLine on Metro News. When the West Virginia legislative session is underway, there's no better place to be to follow the action than actually at the Capitol. And I'll be there two days each week, Wednesday and Thursday, broadcasting live from the AARP location in the upper rotunda. So keep track of what's happening in West Virginia during this session by listening to TalkLine, weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog
0: Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
4: You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love.
1: Actually, you're probably colder than ice. (laughs) Ice is 32 degrees, right? I mean, that's the freezing point. Water turns to ice at 32. We are at 6 or 7, depending on where you are here in the Ohio Valley. And if you're in the place of wind, like the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, you're in negative, uh, feels like temperatures. Negative 9 is what it feels like at the airport. Wind chill Advisory says we could feel negative uh, 13 or so before the day is over and done with. Adam is by in uh, just a minute or two. <clears throat> Heard a promo there for Hoppy. Hoppy, of course, will be in the legislative, uh, down to the legislature today uh, broadcasting live. There's there's a handful of legislative stuff that's been going on the last several days, and we haven't had time to get into it here on this show. Um, so be sure and check in with Hoppy. Also, the legislative watchdogs are in this morning at 9. Uh, they'll talk about some of this, I suppose. Uh, uh, there is a, a bill to, to make sure that intelligent design can be taught in school, because they think it's time to bring God back into schools. I've got I've got some concern about that. There are a couple of uh, they want to increase the uh, penalty for child abuse. I think that's pretty good. I think child abuse ought to be, the penalties ought to be as tough as they could be. But we didn't have t- we haven't had time to get into it. Hoppy, will get into that today on statewide talk line because he'll be down in Charleston, uh, with um, his usual gang of folks. He's asked me to come back on again today, but I don't know that he
2: was thinking about the fact that tomorrow. Wow, so. you're uh, Danny Jones. You're on there uh, multiple days through the week.
1: I think Hoppy is really enamored with this uh, homeless discussion. And so we talked about the homeless story a little bit yesterday, and then he said, well, we'll talk about it again tomorrow, but I don't know that we're going to do that. However, Hoppy and I did make sure, you know, look, Bob, Hoppy and I are both in, how do I want to phrase this, the twilight of our careers? About it, Howard. You know, I mean, Hoppy has written recently about how he is eyeing more and more and more thinking about retirement. He and I always joke when I get together with him that, you know, we're both a bunch of old guys. Um, So he was on yesterday with – the head of DNR, and they were talking about the fact that we have new elk in West Virginia, the the, the governor talked about this in his State of the State speech. And I think 40, 40 elk have been brought into West Virginia to um, uh, I don't know what they do to roam, where the deer and the antelope roam, or the elk roam, or whatever. Anyways, forty elk have been brought in, and the guy was telling Hoppy, because Hoppy, you should come and listen to the elk. Just listening to the elk is a wonderful thing. And Hoppy says, well, geez, I don't, I don't get out very much, you know, I'm. I, it's not kind of my thing, but maybe I'll go and listen to the elk. So when I got on, I said, Hoppy, why don't you and I go? We'll, we'll go together. We'll go elk listening. He said, I can picture that, Hoppy. He says, you and me will be sitting in our chairs, little blankets over our, <laughs>
2: over our knees and going, here, elk, here, elk, here, elk. Uh, I think the gentlemen refer to it as the bugle. The elk bugle. The sound? Yes, the sound. The I sound. guess that, I don't know if he just off the cuff made that remark, but maybe that is what they're, it's
1: called. I don't know, but I know he suggested Hobby go elk listening, and I thought, well, that sounds like something to do. Hop, why don't you and I, <laughs> before before we shuffle off this mortal coil, we'll go and listen to the elks. I don't know where the elk are, even, but... Um, we may go and do
2: that. I don't know. That sounds like an adventure, Howard. <laughs>
1: 740, 22 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is an adventure, my friends. If you go outside right now, it is cold, baby. It's cold outside. As the song goes, we're looking at temperatures roaming in the single digits right now. Six, seven degrees, real t- real t- real temperature. Uh, negative temperatures with feels like uh, added into it. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7 WTRF TV. Did you bundle up on your way into work this morning, Adam?
3: I actually did. I took my own advice for once. Normally, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I can tough it up. I can, I don't have to layer up. in as first thing before I even stepped out of the door, it was coat, hat, and gloves. I'm not having it.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I said earlier, and I don't want my wife to hear this because I never like to say that she's right. Uh, she, told, <laughs> you know, she said, you know, you need thicker pants on than these, these sweatpants that I normally wear. It's a, you know, you maybe you need thermal underwear. I'm not gonna wear therm. I'm not gonna do that. She got out a couple of hats, a toboggan, a couple of hats. Said, you need a hat. On- I'm not wearing a hat on my head. And she stuffed a hat on my head, a little beret, I have a nice little French beret. My daughter-in-law brought me back from Europe when she was <laughs> over there. And uh, it was smart. My I, Again, don't ever tell her I said this, but my wife was right. I was wrong. You need to layer up today. You need to be prepared for the cold because, again, baby, it is really cold outside.
3: I don't even think "cold" is an appropriate word to use today. <laughs> I was telling Taylor and Rebecca it was—it's that sort of cold that if you have any bare exposed skin, the cold just hurts your hands.
1: Yes, I don't it get too. Gr- I don't like graphic about it. But just just walking from the car into the studio, my nose hairs were freezing.
3: Oh my goodness! you I bet something else for freezing. <laughs> the Chiefs game. There's a picture and video of Andy Reid. His mustache was completely frozen over during the game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of funny stuff that's going around the social media world. Uh, you know, people throwing boiling water into the air and it freezes before it hits the ground. You know, um, uh, AccuWeather posted a picture. I know you're good friends over at AccuWeather. Posted a video of some frozen noodles suspended on a fork in midair. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it. It <laughs> is so every, everything. Everything freezes. Everything is freezing. And the the actual temperature today will get up to 20 ish or so, not counting windshield. Is that right? We'll, we'll move up maybe, maybe into about around 20. Am I guessing? Is that about right?
3: We'll max out somewhere between 20 and 25. Okay. But it's going to feel like the team's in single digits all day.
1: <laughs> the technical windshield advisor stays in effect until, I think, noon. Am I right?
3: Yep, that's correct. And right now, here in Wheeling, it feels like negative 12. But it's been feeling as cold as negative 15 and five
1: Wow it's uh, again it's it's cold um, so but the good news is there's no snow out there today unlike yesterday yesterday morning was a bit of a mess the the no snow at all since so after it stopped yesterday it stopped period. Are we done with the snow mm-hmm. or does snow come back at some point?
3: Well the good news is we're done with this well no snow for today but unfortunately later on in the week can't say the same
1: okay <laughs> all right. When do we? When might we see some snow coming in?
3: I was initially thinking late tomorrow, but even that looks to be pushed more so into Friday. So if Thursday, it's going to be after sunset, probably closer to midnight. But Friday will likely see another Alberta clipper move on through. It okay. could bring us some slight snow accumulations throughout the day Friday.
1: Okay, weekend looks pretty nice though. I'm just doing a quick glance at the forecast. Doesn't look too bad.
3: Nope, Saturday we might have a straight snow shower before sunrise, but then otherwise we clear out through the rest of the weekend. Yes, Sunday's still going to be stuck in the 20s, but at least sunshine returns on Sunday before back in normal temperatures come next week.
1: Well, let's uh, let's be very serious here. Uh, it is really cold. It is dangerously cold outside. Um, and that's I use that word absolutely advisedly. It is dangerously cold outside with temperatures in the single digits and wind chill factors in... Uh, the negative single or even the negative double digits, please, everybody, w- bundle up gloves, scarf, hats. Watch for the animals outside. You know, they're going to be cold, too. Uh, just all in all, be, be aware of the cold and, 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 and treat it with great respect because this kind of cold temperature, I don't care what the weather snobs don't want to tell me. Oh, it's just cold. It's just January. It's always cold in January. This kind of temperature is dangerous.
3: It's one of those, you need to cover up. I would even advise limiting outdoor activity. If you have a remote start for your car, that's, you're probably going to be the best option. You're going to want to have layers throughout the day today. But like Howard said, don't forget your furry friends. If they have to go outside to use the bathroom, leave them out there for no more than 10 minutes and bring them back inside and warm them up.
1: I tell you, one of the best gifts I ever got three or four years ago was a remote start for my car. I mean, that. So I get it all warmed up and ready before I go. And, Bob, you've got a remote start for your car, too, right?
2: Yeah, i got to put my coat on and go do it, Howard. <laughs> but,
1: uh, I have
3: one, but it won't work. It won't work with my car, so I'm mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Adam, stay warm this morning uh, and uh, all day long, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Looking ahead to the weekend.
3: Talk to you
1: tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Adam Fike, Big 7 here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 746, 14 to the hour. Yeah, I mean, it's it is it's dangerous. It's, we we joke about it, and we should. We can have some fun with this t- t- cold. But it's dangerous out there.
2: And another thing, this is really going to make me sound old, which I am. It's icy, so you you have to, you know, everything that uh, that thawed, it refroze. So it's really, really slick. And you don't want to fall in days like this either. Can you imagine laying there waiting for somebody to come help you today? You'd you die of yeah. frostbite. Frio Stack auction service text line from the weather snob. There he is.
1: You should have been a meteorologist, Howard, with all of this end-of-the-world talk. These are common-sense items. Do you not remember as a kid spending a day like this outside playing in the snow? Actually, probably when it got this cold, I didn't go outside and play in the snow. But I played in the snow. But this is, this is a little bit different than a typical snow day. This, this temperature, you know, 13 below
2: zero, bad things happen there. I mean, even if you've ever had the beginnings of frostbite, which I have, you don't want that. I mean, to go through that, I mean, then you have to worry about, am I going to lose part of my my fingertips? I mean, it's just the best, if you can, to stay inside. If you have to go out, be careful. Be careful of everything, your speed, your walking. Like Adam said, make sure you have uh, everything covered up.
1: Texter says it's the uh, weather snob. Uh, it's not thirteen below zero. Well, uh, the wind chill factor uh, at the airport is nine below zero. And didn't Adam just now say uh, I I don't have the wind chill here in downtown Wheeling? Didn't he just say the wind chill factor downtown Wheeling was thirteen below? That's zero? That's what I heard, Howard. <laughs> so you know, you gonna are you gonna play that game? Come on, weather snob. You are gonna play to w- that name? Oh, it's not it's not really thirteen below. It's uh, it's only ten. You know, no. The wind chill is a very real thing. It is a well, you know scientific thing so uh, uh those are those are real things and it's uh it's cold outside uh <laughs> oh the weather snob the weather snob Seven forty-eight. it does until the hour here on the watchdog morning show uh checking up on sports that's coming in a minute or two bob slider will have that next hour uh rick jones is in with us hopefully uh from the ohio county school i say hopefully because he has some work to do as far as school delays and cancellations. Today, Ohio County is canceled, correct?
2: It is. A lot uh, of uh, schools, uh, counties in uh, West Virginia have canceled. They don't?
1: started out as a delay last night, and they've many of them canceled, including Ohio County. Anyways, Rick Jones with us going to talk with the Super 6, and then um, Wheeling Mayor, and now Senate candidate uh, Glenn Elliott with us also in the next hour of the show. Um, so a lot of stuff to get into. But Bob's coming up next with sports in just a minute.
4: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social
1: Security.
3: Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com.
5: Looking to buy or sell a home for a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years? Contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250.
1: I'm Deepakuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the structural heart program as well as cardiac cath lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital W Medicine. We also have satellite clinics we call it the Upper the Highlands, then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic which is in downtown Wheeling and Martins Ferry, and then we also have clinic at as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient
0: for them. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: cold he's cold we're cold we're all cold together here on the watchdog morning show and in the entire upper ohio valley nine before the hour six degrees at the airport seven at the highlands six in elm grove and seven here at the watchdog radio network studio that there is a wind blowing around and that is leading to a wind chill factor of negative nine at the airport negative 13 here in downtown wheeling despite what uh, the uh, weather snob seems to say it is Uh, It is uh, cold outside. Had a commercial there for uh, Dr. Huda, WVU Medicine. Hey, Doc, I'll see you on Tuesday. Give me a good report, will you please? (laughs) Check in with my heart doctor on Tuesday. Dr. Hood is my heart doctor, so I'll be there to check in on that. Well, it's 9 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Time for us to see what's happening with Slider on sports. Thank you,
2: Howard. Yesterday afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin told players that the speculation about him stepping away from coaching the Steelers is unfounded, and he plans on coaching the team in 2024. Tomlin, 51 years old, who is entering the final season on his current contract is expected to speak to the media later this week. Coach Tomlin abruptly ended and left the press conference on Monday after being asked about his future. With the team.
1: Has he told Mike Florio this?
2: I don't know. Maybe. maybe Florio's still
1: reporting. He's he out. thinks he's out. Mike <laughs> thinks he's
2: out. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Maybe we'll know today, maybe tomorrow. A day after sitting down with former New England Patriot head coach Bill Belichick, the Atlanta Falcons interviewed Michigan Wolverine head coach Jim Harbaugh yesterday for their coaching vacancy. It is the second official interview taken by Harbaugh, who appears to be pursuing a professional coaching job. He interviewed with the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday. Howard. Bob. There are currently four teams in the NFL that have never played in the Super Bowl. That's interesting. I didn't know that. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. They didn't make the postseason this year. The Cleveland Browns, who oh. have already been eliminated from this year's postseason. Close, but no cigar for and them. And then you have the Houston Texans, uh, who are still alive, and uh, they play the Ravens on Saturday in Baltimore. Now, Baltimore's a heavy favorite there. And then you have the Detroit Lions, however They've been around forever. They're still alive. They host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So maybe this could be the year that Houston or Detroit actually gets. To a super bowl so we could cut that four down to two maybe this year it could it, b- it very well could and uh, it's not going to be cleveland no, howard i know it's a mountaineer basketball night on the watchdog radio network tonight wvu travels to oklahoma to take on the sooners tip off is set for eight o'clock pregame starts at seven we'll have all that and more right here on the home of the west virginia mountaineers slatter on sports talk 754
1: It is six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's a cold morning outside. Bundle up, as I have been saying all along. Uh, coming up this morning at nine it'll be the legislative watchdogs there are some things that uh, it's been somewhat of a quiet legislative session uh, normally by this time we've been doing a lot of coverage of it and getting brad and steven and so on on but things have been relatively quiet um, but hoppy's on top of all of it with the uh, live broadcast from the legislature today
2: i noticed uh governor uh justice was giving somebody hell earlier in the week saying somebody needs to grow up eric Howard- tar eric tar what's the matter with him yeah,
1: yeah. well eric tar's got to just grow up he's just he's just like a child he's just got to grow up, and well, for God's sake of living, I believe he used that phrase, for God's sake of living, while there was just no, uh, I had nothing, when I gave my state of the state speech, I was not running for the Senate, there was no Senate run I was talking about in there, for God's sake of living, Eric Tarr's got to grow up, I am not, I think we talked to somebody this week, Brad, was he with us, anyways, I'm not, oh, uh, uh, I think it was Sean O'Leary, I'm not a big fan of Eric Tarr's. Um, he he's, he's, uh, falls into what I call the Looney tune category of the Republicans much of the time. But, but he raises good questions sometimes, and I think he was raising some good questions uh, about the governor's uh, budget, and uh, the governor did not like it. I'm looking forward to, if it works out this way, remember we have two primaries that we have to get to before we get to a general election for the U.S. Senate. Uh, Alex Mooney and Jim Justice still are in a primary race. Uh, I think everybody is assuming Jim Justice will be the winner of that race. Some of us are praying that <laughs> that Mooney will not win. Uh, and now, of course, we have uh, well, we have one officially filed candidate, and that's uh, William Mayor Glenn Elliott, filed to be a Democrat in that race. And Zach Shrewsbury has announced but not filed, at least not as far as I know he's not filed, so there could be a Democratic primary as well. But I'm thinking to myself, Bob, how much fun it would be if it gets to the general election, and it becomes Jim Justice against Glenn Elliott,
2: we'll be right in the thick of it. I here, mean,
1: that would really be that would be a, that would be for us. That would just be a fun race.
2: I wonder how long it would take for before Mayor Elliott uh, just really irritates him so bad where he tells him he has to grow up oh, a I little think, bit. Oh, I don't think yeah, I don't
1: think it would take very long. But but if it gets to that point. Um, it, it very likely could again. I don't know what's going to happen with the Democrats. Shrewsbury has not filed. It's entirely possible the Democratic Party has talked and said, "Look, we want to, we want to ride Elliot as our horse." So, Mr. Shrewsbury, maybe you should think about some other time. I don't know. If that's the case. I'm that sometimes that happens. They kind of ask somebody to step down. Let let us have one good strong candidate. But um, assuming it's Glenn Elliot, I, I, I'm just picturing the debate. And we should have it right here. We should have the debate right here. Or uh, you know, McCabe, come on. We'll we'll have it the combined TV and radio debate someplace around here, and have the mayor here, and have uh, if if it gets out, if it gets to that point in the fall, the
2: mayor, the governor, that'd be fun. Looking ahead, Howard, do you think the mayor should get a pet to maybe counter baby oh. dog? Oh,
1: do they? Does the mayor have a pet?
2: Maybe you ought to. You should get one.
1: Remind me to ask him. I, I don't know if they have a dog or not. I'm trying to picture all the I'm trying to picture all the pictures I have seen of Mary Elliot Mary Elliot and his family. Uh, his lovely wife Cassandra and uh their their son Harrison. Just a beautiful family. Um
2: So they need a beautiful dog like a lassie. Yeah, you say, Look exactly. at the look at the governors, look at that fat dog over <laughs> there. Look at our dog. Look at Lassie. That's, I love that. I, I love
1: that. Uh yes, a dog. Does the, the texture, does that mean he does have a dog? You say yes a dog. Does he have a dog? Does the Mary have a dog? All right, they do have a dog. Yeah, because that would be you know it's a, just another example of uh, the governor's dog is old and fat and slobbers slow on everybody and slow. My dog is svelte and young and and races. Yeah, yeah, could could come down to the battle of the doggies. <laughs> I guess again, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're we're far away from getting to that point. There's a, both a Republican primary for sure. And I'm assuming there will likely be a Democratic primary. I don't know that because, again, Shrewsbury hasn't filed, at least as of yesterday he had not filed. Um, But if it gets to be Jim Justice and Glenn Elliott, sometimes, and this is a terrible thing for me to say, sometimes I don't even think about what's best for the state. I say, what's best for this show? (laughs) Will we be able to have fun in a good way? With Jim
2: Justice and Glenn Elliott battling against each other for the U.S. Senate, I think I, the answer is, I think, yes, we would. And It almost would have to get personal, you would think. I mean, maybe not where they hate each other's guts, but they'd be throwing daggers at each other.
1: Now, I will suggest this. It's entirely possible. You know, there is um, a period of time here where the mayor still is the mayor. Um I'm guessing we're not going to get a lot of support from the state between now and Election Day uh, here in the city of Wheeling. You understand what I'm saying, Bob? I hear you. It's been a problem before, Howard. It is. It is indeed. Eight o'clock, uh, ABC covers the world. That's coming up next. Rick Jones joining us from the uh, Ohio County School System and the Super Six Committee about the Super Six presentation. They've already made a written presentation. What are they going to talk about today when they appear before the SSAC? What new stuff are they going to throw in to try to compete with some of these other uh, other entities that are out there? And then Mayor Elliott. Will be with us later on. So we got a busy hour. Stick around. Plenty to go here on the Watchdog Morning Show.